it's time to crank up the truth. I'm Val Selby, and over the decades of working online, I've learned a most important lesson. Mindset owns your business. If procrastination, imposter syndrome, and a lack of focus have been blocking your biz, then I'm here with Val Full Volume, ready to help you see choices that you're making. Get ready to own your personality and use your expertise to create the business of your dreams. Now is the time to make changes and live your best life. So let's get to it. All right. Fun conversation today with a legit friend, not just one of those people that are just like, oh, I'm friends with everyone. Um, (laughs) With my good buddy, Christina Lemmy today. And who knows where this conversation is going to go? Honestly, everybody, who the hell knows? So get a drink of whatever. (laughs) Thanks for jumping on here with me, Christina. Oh, you got it. Go ahead and tell my listeners uh, whatever you want them to know about you. Okay. Well, I'm uh, Christina Lemmy. I live in New York with my family. And I met you, Val, I don't know, seems like a bazillion years ago now. But I came online probably about 2007 and learned about work at home, mom opportunities and stuff. Because at the time, my middle daughter was starting kindergarten. And we had always talked about, you know, when we had both of our girls in school full time that I would go back to work. I was open for that. And then about had a heart attack during my first job interview, which was at the preschool that my girls were going to. It should have been a slam dunk, easy win, right? They already knew me. They knew us. Slam dunk. Yeah, not so much. I was stuttering and stammering. And that was after just being home and raising kids for 12 years. So I found myself online thinking I cannot put myself through another job interview like that. (laughs) And so then I just I got involved in learning podcast editing and I had always been a good writer, but you know, I got validation by getting some writing clients and ghostwriting. And now here we are, like 14 years later. And I'm still, still making it work. <laughs> and I think it's, I mean, cause in my head, it's like, I, I think when I looked back and was like trying to find emails back for in Gmail from back in the day, I think I tracked it to like 2008 and that doesn't seem as far back as you saying that she was starting, would you say middle school? Do you say middle school? No, kindergarten. Kindergarten, right. When you say she started kindergarten. That's my middle. She's 20 years old now. Yeah, I was in kindergarten. I know. And that's, yeah, that's me me trying to be in denial there, uh, which I just sent out an email about the river denial. That's totally me being in denial. (laughs) Just like I'm in denial that our oldest graduated 10 years ago. You know It's like, well, I don't feel old enough. perspective, how long we've known each other, I think more than say 2008, 2008 is just a number. But when you say that yep. the, the baby was in kindergarten and she ain't even your baby anymore, She's not the baby anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so yes, we've got so much to talk about. What has led you down the podcasting road though, of helping people with the podcasts? That was really my introduction to working online because I I started following Kelly McCausey, who has since rebranded a bunch of times. Uh, her current site is Love People and Make Money. And she was offering 
I had followed her for a while, as well as some other bigger names in the work at home mom sphere. And Kelly specifically posted, not a classified, God, that's so old. She, <laughs> I guess she had sent out an email. I was on her list that she yeah. was looking for some help with getting her podcast work done. And she was offering an internship. And so that kind of piqued my interest. And then I went back and forth in my head, being so indecisive about whether I should apply because I had always associated internships with college students. You know, that's what you do in college. That's what you do before you get your big, real grown up job, right? But then the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, screw it. What have I got to lose? You know, it's a work at home opportunity, a chance for me to learn. So I I don't remember if there was an application or a resume, whatever it was. There's a form on her website, I'm sure. Probably. (laughs) Probably. And, you know, I got the sweaty palms and just hit the the send button. And then I was like, oh, crap. What in the heck did I just do? And then I got a call for an interview and I'm like, oh, crap. I just bombed the last (laughs) interview. What the heck? (laughs) But it all went swimmingly well. And I was, I think I have the dubious honor of being her very first intern. I know she's had quite a few since then. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so then she taught me all about podcasting. I had never heard of podcasting before. Didn't know what in the holy heck I was getting into. But I think it was a 10 or a 12 week unpaid internship during one summer. And that was perfect for me because I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't need childcare. Mm -hmm. That was the appeal to working from home. And it was just, it was a nice back and forth. You know, she gave me assignments. She taught me what to do. I learned from her and my various mistakes along the way. Uh And at the end of the 10 weeks, I had a new skill in podcast editing. And And I mean, everyone think back though, this was 2007, eight. So this was yeah. Baby podcasting. This is not now podcasting where, you know, everybody has started a podcast. This is right. <laughs> this is back in the day when there was very, very few podcasters. So what a crazy right. small niche for you to have jumped into right away without even knowing that that's anything about it. Yeah, that was the thing without even realizing. It's not like I was a tech head and was like, oh, I want to get into podcast. No, right. I just... I had an open mind. I thought, okay, I like learning, can always learn something new. And it just, it was the opportunity that presented itself, Mm -hmm. you know? And so without, this is the first chance I've really sat back and like reflected on that. And it was like, I was just totally open, you know, like you and I talk about all the time, you know, about don't be attached to the outcome. I really wasn't attached to the outcome before I knew what that meant. I just was like, what the heck? Go for it. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You get some skills and you don't use them. All right, whatever. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. And so then that, so that was the summer of 2007. And then towards the end of, you know, after that ended, she still sent me some one-off projects. And then I kind of started thinking, well, if she's willing to pay me to do this type of work, then maybe other people are willing to pay me to do their work. And so then in 2008, like January, whatever turn of, you know, at the new year is when I opened my doors and started taking on more clients. 
And so I've, I've kind of seen a transition. I've gone from intern into kind of more VA work. And then that morphed into ghostwriting because that's what my clients were asking for as the years progressed. And now I'm willingly taking a break from the ghostwriting and kind of morphing again into helping more podcasting clients. Mm -hmm. And isn't it ironic? Because if we look at it and it's like the morphs, you haven't morphed a whole ton over, you know, you have been really focused on stuff, which is not my forte usually. (laughs) This is why Christina and I can't allow it so well. We got some yin and yang going on. (laughs) Uh, But you've You've been in for those many years and the resistance sometimes that you've had to changing things, even though, you know, not, not giving ourselves permission to be okay to, to change things. It's like, well, but I've done it for 15 years or whatever. It's like, it's okay to change now, right? And it's so funny that you use the giving permission because that's what I realized when I first started, it was all so new and I felt like. I always needed validation. I always needed to run an idea past Kelly or somebody else in her group and couldn't possibly step ahead. Well, what if I do it wrong? You know, and I guess I still have a little bit of that in that I don't want to purchase something, whether it's a product or a training or a software and spend a few hundred dollars and then figure out that wasn't what I needed. And, oh, I wasted that. You know, that's a horrible feeling, but you know, but even just, I have come up with so many ideas over the course of these years that I never followed through on because I was waiting for that permission, that validation that yes, you can do this, you know, and so now that I'm older and wiser, (laughs) you know, I'm realizing kind of again, like, no, I don't need the validation. And I hesitate to even do research on any of my new ideas because that's what always held me back. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had an idea for a product, I would do some research and see that there were maybe 10 other products on the market, maybe some by really big name people who I would fangirl all over, you know, yeah. and then that would cut me, that would cut me back. Like, oh no, that's already taken yeah. care of. You know, I'm not going to worry about that. Those big names are the big names because of these products that they sell. And and you know, and so I've come to realize also that. Like that was a huge mistake just because they're big names for me doesn't mean that there aren't other people kind of down the totem pole, kind of behind me who are looking for information, who are going to gravitate towards the big names because maybe they're too big and they're intimidated. I know I for sure would have been intimidated by some of these bigger names and been like, oh, I can't possibly learn from them. I'm not at that level yet. You know, so, so the, you know, Obviously, market research to an extent is important, but like that's always been my holdback. So when I started my own podcast, I really didn't do any research. I was like, you know what? I've been talking about this for so long. I've been talking about this industry, which has nothing to do with what I've been doing for clients in the small business and digital world. You know, and I thought, you know, I'm just jumping in. And there's so many segues right here, right now. <laughs> and and it is because I know Christina so well. So I was like, oh my God, I can jump here. I can jump there. But I'm going with the really obvious segue 
But before I do, I just want everybody that's listening right now to pay attention to the fact that yes, market research is super important because you, you need to know if there's others out there selling it because that validates that there's a need for it. But definitely take a look at it and know that, you know, how many millions of people are online? Billions of people are online. And if you find those few people that are doing what you want to do, there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room. They're not getting billions of people signed up to their website. So there's still room. What if what if you just cut a couple thousand of them? That'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so so if you see that there's out there, then then there's a market for it. And you know there's a market. Put your stuff out there because you're going to do it different. But the real segue I wanted to obviously go into is, yeah, your podcast that you started. Totally nothing at all to do with anything you've ever done, which is amazing and awesome. And you've jumped in with both feet and figuring it out as you go. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I had I have the behind the scenes editing and setup and all that. I can do that with my eyes closed. Yeah. But in terms of stepping out from behind the scenes and finding guests and actually hitting that publish button, which five episodes in still gives me sweaty palms. I'm not sure why. Yeah. You know, and then promoting that, like that is all the new part for me. Yeah. And, and it's, it's new for you to be finding the guests, but if the fact that the guests are now coming to you and so quickly is not validation, I don't know what the room would be. And that people are just like, oh, I'm going to introduce you to so-and-so. And <laughs> right. And I had that happen at least twice. One of the gals I was um, interviewing is in the wedding industry or serves brides. Well, now I'm really just jumping all over the place because I didn't even talk about what the podcast was oh, about. No, we, we can go on there. Yeah, we'll, we'll go on. We'll just keep everybody. Guessing. But anyway, she was a, she was a guest and she was like, you know, this would be so great. I know somebody at a particular venue wedding venue near us. She's like, I bet he would love to be a guest on your podcast. You know, and that tickled me because as of right now, I have one interview scheduled with a wedding venue. And if you can't tell, the podcast is about planning (laughs) weddings in my section of New York. Yeah. And so I have them scheduled for next week, you know, so when she said that, I'm like, yes, I feel like, like venues, I don't know, you know, and I don't want this to come out wrong because I love all of my guests that I've had so far, but there definitely, there kind of is like a hierarchy of more important things when you're planning a wedding, such as the venue, the dress, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it kind of all trickles down from there. Yep. So, you know, in my head, again, I guess I'm kind of searching for the validation, you know, like, oh, if I could get a couple of wedding venues on, Mm -hmm. on board, you know, then I'll you know, maybe that will attract even more people, whether it be venues or dress shops or, you know, attract more listeners because, you know, brides apparently can't seem to get enough research and Mm -hmm. ideas of places to look at to hold their weddings. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so for right now, I mean, I have had a couple of event planners too, you know, which is really cool because they've got their hands in everything regarding weddings. So, I kind of feel like, you know, it might have started kind of a little small, but it's, I can see where it's growing and where there's potential to attract. And it's growing, I think, exactly like you wanted it to. And you, you hoped it would, 
but you kind of got that, you know, we all have that, that worry that, oh yeah, nobody's going to care. Yep. <laughs> nobody's going to give a shit about this. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> right. Who's going to listen or, oh, this isn't any good or whatever. But, you know, every one of my guests have said that there is nothing like this in our area. Yeah. And actually the gal who's going to introduce me to somebody before her interview, she's like, you know, I had so much fun binge listening to all of your episodes so far. And she's like, it was really so much fun, you know, and then she was able to give me feedback, kind of like market research on like the length of the episodes, you know, was it just enough? Was it too long? You know, so that was fun and, you know, nice to hear again, validation. Yeah. And I think one of the awesome things is, is there's no competition for you. So I, I think it's easy for everybody to give feedback and to give referrals and that because it's like, okay, if, well, if they're doing that, they're going to give you the contacts of the people that they work with. Right. Because you're not in competition. You're not going to go and steal who their best peoples are or, you know, any of that. And yeah, and no, be in competition. Yeah. So it works awesome. So it's Hudson Valley Bride. 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 Okay. I want to make sure and get that. And that'll yes. be in the notes for sure. But Hudson Valley Bride. So it's Hudson Valley, New York, the yes. bridal scene. Totally in your wheelhouse. Totally what you've always done. <laughs> I know. Well, and it was really funny because you and I went to a business retreat in Pensacola right before the world shut down. And I had gone the year prior to that. And I think it was that year where I just kind of blurted out, oh, it'd be so fun to work in the wedding industry. So totally different from you know, the small business people I had been working with and digital. Yeah, it's not even creators. out of left field. It's just like different universe. <laughs> oh, it's different. And that's the word I was going to use, a different universe. Absolutely. <laughs> and just something different, you know. And so then, of course, my brain started with, okay, well, let's brainstorm some ideas. And because I'm a content creator at heart and a writer, I immediately started with, okay, ebooks or planners or something that had to be written. And I'm not ruling that out as a possibility, but it was just, none of it was like jiving for me. I'm like, no, I don't know. And it wasn't fun. None of it sounded fun, right? It didn't, no, it didn't sound fun. And, you know, I'm always talking to people. I'm like, you know, I, I I love signs when I, I love when I notice something like, yep. Okay. That's a sign. You and I have talked about signs and, you know, another girlfriend here, I'm always talking about, you know, I wish I would just have a light a lightning bolt moment, you know, like a lightning bolt down from the sky. This is where you need to do or go or whatever and follow this path. And I kind of feel like I had it with this podcast idea because it came back like still during the winter of this year. And I don't know why I just was thinking about, you know, weddings or whatever. And then it just like all clicked. Like, how about a wedding podcast? And then, of course, I got all nervous, like, oh, who am I I to be doing a wedding podcast? You know, when you, you know, go on iTunes and you see the not and a bunch of other like really nationally known names. But then I was like, nope, don't fall into this trap. Don't do it. You know, so then niching it down into my section of New York, which really still encompasses like eight huge counties. I mean, we're not talking a little town of 26,000 people. We're talking still a tremendous area. And, And then I started to get excited. Like, okay, well, maybe this could actually work. And again, I'm not trying to 
not trying to steal clients or become a wedding planner myself. No, I just want to highlight. First of all, I want to highlight small businesses because I just think it's so important. And oh my God, I could talk about weddings for ever in a day. Like, say yes to the dress. I'll binge with you for 12 hours straight. Love it. You know? <laughs> so that's, that's when I started to get excited. Yeah. Yeah. And then the domain. Yes, that that's right. That was like another sign. There was more. Yeah. You had a few lightning bolts. I, <laughs> yeah. Is. I forgot about the domain. And you listened one. to all of them was the great thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, because in years past, I never would have. Yeah. I would have either not paid attention. And again, with the domain, it was just, I don't, I, I don't even remember how it came, how it came up because there is a local wedding site that I had found. I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to give bad press. And initially when I found that prior to my podcast idea, I thought, oh, wow, well, that's really such a shame. It could be developed into something so great, mm-hmm. you know, again, with area vendors and that type of thing, but it really looked very DIY and not professional. Yeah. And, and not... the 2000s wanted their website back. Oh, good gosh. <laughs> yes, for sure. But they had a really cool domain. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I wish I could get that domain. So, and I think I was looking into that like back at Beach House. Mm-hmm. So that was a few years back. And so when I went to punch in Hudson Valley Bride, I thought that was the domain that had the bad website, uh-huh. which it was not. Right. But I was so excited. So I'm like, oh, hot damn, I'm jumping on this domain. Yeah. And then I discovered the other really bad website is still out there. Yeah. And still has, you know, and that domain doesn't expire for like another five years or whatever. Right. So, I mean, the site is just kind of sitting out there doing nothing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but I was, I was just thrilled to pieces because even though I bought it thinking it was the other one, it still conveys what I want to say and what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. you know, opens itself for a lot more content yeah, and a lot more ideas for, for serving brides. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's so nice and basic. It's exactly what this is. It, this is it's the Hudson Valley and the bride. Yep. And the focus on the bride. <laughs> what that was my needs. plan. Yep. That was my plan. <laughs> exactly. It's so perfect. And I, and I, I just love it. Cause I know that change is hard. Change is hard. And we fight change every step of the way. I, cause it's like, Oh God, but I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like, yes, you do know what you're doing. You do, you know, exactly. Well, every, time I, every time I, I start to say that to myself, you know, you either give me a kick or I start to think to myself, I'm like, you know, I've been online for so long. Yeah. I can write books and articles and map out three to six month content plans for other people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I do know what to do. Yeah. Sometimes it gets fuzzy and I've always joked, you know, the hardest thing for me to write is my own about page, Yeah, which sounds ridiculous. But, you know, when you're focused on your own work, I think you're more invested. So it kind of feels like it's harder because you want it to be perfect. Because it's a personal. Yes. Even though it's business and, and some days we're going to be like, yeah, whatever, it's words. It's still personal because we want it to work so much. We crave it to work so much. Right. (laughs) 
that it is definitely easier to have other people dig in and, and help us with things. And it's, it's because we have that personal in it that we worry, well, maybe this is the wrong thing. And instead of telling ourselves, well, what if it is the wrong thing? What's going to happen if it's the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, like right now, even if you come up months down the road and you're like, oh my God, I'm done. You know, this isn't working out the way it is. You know, look at how much fun you've already had. Right. And all of the connections that you have made. Right. Already right now <laughs> in your local area, which for others, this is out of your wheelhouse as well, with, because you took that leadership class of getting yeah, out yes. there and talking to people. I mean, it's a whole new Christina. Oh my God. I love yes. it. <laughs> and I love it. Like when you leave me a boxer message and you're like, well, I'm going to this venue or I'm going to this place and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> I know it. it is so far. Not, I can't even say it's so far out of my comfort zone. I think my comfort zone has grown because do I like going into a place where I don't know a single soul? No, I really don't. And I did that a few weeks ago with a local networking group. And oh my God, I, you know, walking in, I still had the sweats and the sweaty palm, you know, all that thing. And it it did feel a little bit awkward just walking in because everybody's, of course, in a nice little tight group and they've known each other forever. Yeah. But after that initial five or 10 minutes, I was like, all right, I'm here. And then the conversation flowed. Yeah. So I think there is still always going to be a little bit of self-doubt. It's still always going to be easier to walk in with somebody or to oh, know yeah. that somebody that I know is going to arrive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my husband does sales and networking for his job and he's always told me, because I've always joked with him, oh my God, sales is like the worst thing ever. And he's like, but it's really not. You're just having conversations. Yeah. You know, and that's what he's always said about all the networking that he's done you know, you're just having conversations. You're not diving deep into your pricing and all this and this. He's like, you're just asking people about what they do. Yeah. And that's really it. You know, I, I, I'm more comfortable with people asking me now and I will always be more comfortable behind email or whatever. But, you know, if I need to get on a call with somebody that's becoming easier. Yeah. And yes, if you had said this, you know, six or nine months ago before I took the leadership class, I'd be like, oh, hell no, sister. I am not networking, not putting myself out there. Absolutely not. (laughs) But and, and one of the big things, I mean, even just taking the leadership class was a big step for you. Oh, humongous. The fact that you took the class and you were open to it again, open to whatever was going to happen, because I don't think you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you really knew exactly what you were going oh, into no. with that. No. Um, <laughs> and and now you're just like, okay, well, old me was this way and I don't have to carry that old me into this, which I think has a lot to do with the brand new site. Also the brand new podcast. It's almost like a, a reinvention. It's not really a reinvention, but it's almost like we can give ourselves permission to be a little bit different if we're going to do the new thing, <laughs> is that right. me projecting? <laughs> yeah, no, it just, and this course, it was so intensive, but I had heard from so many people. It was presented in a small online group setting. And so many of the people in this setting were just raving about how different their lives were, you know, and 
like my mother, I think, was almost insulted that I was taking something like this because, you know, she's like, well, what's wrong with your life? Why do you want to, what do you want to change? You know, I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with my life. You know, and I have to say, I'm a newbie to the whole personal development thing because I had this, had always had the same thoughts. I'm like, life is good. I have nothing to complain about. Yeah. Just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't have permission. I don't have permission to make it better because look at how good it is already. Uh, Right. There's that permission thing Mm -hmm. again. And so it was really an impulse purchase. It turned into being four months long and intense four months, intense four months. I lost her guys. She was gone for four months. She was busy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. And you know, my, my little one who was seven at the time, she, you know, she was all kinds of ticked off because even (laughs) thank God it was online because if I had to go to California, you know, for four separate trips, yeah, she would have just lost her mind. Yeah, as it was, she was like, even at the end, she's like, you're not doing that again, are you? <laughs> and meanwhile, at the back of my mind now, it's like, oh, well, it might be really cool to be one of the coaches, but right? like, I don't dare cross that bridge for a little bit longer. Yeah, just leave it open. <laughs> Who knows for sure? But yeah, I mean, and, and it's really funny because during that course, you're divided into teams or groups. And I kept telling those groups too about my lightning bolt moment. I wanted a lightning bolt change. I wanted to know that, yes, this course made this occur or I'm different because of this course. And let's see, we graduated in December. So I'm like seven, eight months past the graduation. And I'm just now really seeing like the difference. Yeah. You know. And that's you witnessing it, which we're slow to witness the stuff in ourselves yes. typically. Yeah. I can tell you for sure that there's definitely been a huge change. Like I said, when you're like boxering me saying you're going someplace, I'm like, yeah, that's not you. I'm like cheering in the background. <laughs> it's the new me. <laughs> I don't think it's the new you. I think it's the always been the you. It's just, you just needed the different outlet. We just yeah. needed the reason. I mean, we still don't like, it's still hard to go into events and stuff where you don't know anybody. You know, that stuff's still hard. I know for me that I broke myself out of that one. Thanks to Kelly. Cause I was one of Kelly's interns as well. I will definitely have Kelly on here sometime soon, but I was one of Kelly's interns and she was like, no, you're not going to be my intern. That's dumb kind of thing because <laughs> I've been online for so long. She's like, this is so far under you. And I'm like, no, I want to be your intern. But what it did was she brought me to her live events and I was her assistant on her live events. I went there as an employee in my brain. So when I walked in the room, it was my sole purpose to get to know everybody. I yep. went in with an absolutely completely different mindset of going in the room. I went in to make everybody comfortable, which I mean, obviously I can talk to anybody at any time. So it's like, use the gift you got. And I can say now that I do that in other events. Like I've gone to some other bigger events where I had my mom there with me, but I didn't want to just meet just the people that she knew. So I'm just like out there talking and I'm like, okay, this is who I was back in my twenties before like all the life happened. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this feels kind of nice. This is kind of fun. <laughs> like, I remember that girl. <laughs> She's still there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've got your new your new podcast, Cousin Belly Bride. 
again, I'll put the link in there, especially if anybody's in the Hudson, I was getting signs that she was on the right track because I have personally seen a Hudson Valley on so many things since she bought that <laughs> domain. We watch a lot of HGTV, a lot of Food Network. And next thing you know, somebody will be on Food Network at Chopped or whatever. They're like, yeah, I'm from Hudson Valley. I'm like, holy shit, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, of course you are. Everybody's from the Hudson Valley. <laughs> but I was even getting her signs that she had manifested. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I know you don't need to hear this, but Hudson Valley was in my radar again. So <laughs> So going Always with your nice radar. To hear. Yeah. <laughs> going with your radar, going with your gut, going with the gut. Yeah. And it's it's a good feeling to go with your gut. You know, I mean, it it's scary. You know, the other thing too is that like I, I still have my client work that I'm doing. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, this is like make or break. I have to turn this into a business. I I, I was able to approach it as not a hobby because I want it to definitely develop. But I approached it as fun as opposed to having it directly linked to my client work. If I was doing a podcast about internet marketing, Mm -hmm. that would not be nearly as fun for me. Mm -hmm. You know, even though I have a lot of information that I could share or even, you know, how to create content. I don't know how to teach how to create content. I mean, I guess I could you know, pull together people who are experts and and how to teach that, but it wouldn't be nearly as fun, Mm -hmm. you know? So going with my gut and following this niche, niche, however you say it, I don't know. I've heard it both ways. Following that is what's making it fun. Yeah. And I think that's because what you had talked about before, when your first, first thoughts for the wedding industry that you were going to get into, it was straight to our typical networking, marketing, affiliate marketing ideas. Like you said, right. uh, we're going to create an ebook. I'm going to create this. And I mean, even watching, because we do have video on right now, even watching your face, you're even like, you know, <laughs> it's like, eh. it's like, work, work, work. <laughs> right, <sucks>. right. <laughs> Versus when you waited and all of a sudden you're like, well, of course I'm going to do this. And now who knows where it will lead? Cause you're wide open to where is this going to lead and what do your what does your audience need right versus you already having an idea in your head of what your audience needs you're going to have to research you're just going to have to right you know and that's something new too the gal who owns the leadership course that I did she does periodic training courses free training courses that's how I got introduced to her into the leadership course and her big thing is, I know there are lots of different ways you can approach this, but her whole thing with creating products is don't create a product and then try to sell it. Talk with your audience first and then figure out from their feedback, what do they need? Yeah. You know, and so that's how she develops her trainings, Mm -hmm. which of course she then offers these big ticket items and makes Boku bucks. Mm -hmm. So I I think there's like something to be said about that because, and that's, something old that I feel like had been ingrained in me for all these years. I'll create a product and then sell it. I think there's some truth to that. You know, you won't have a good selling product unless you know it's what people want, Mm -hmm. you know, and instead of guessing, which I'm prone to do or was prone to do because I would always be afraid to open my mouth and talk to people. I wouldn't 
ask. I would just presume. Yeah. Which is fine for your first product and then get feedback from it. You can do that as well. You just have to be open to the feedback. True. You know, and like you said, you have to be communicating with them and finding out. Yeah, But then the interesting thing with being in the wedding, wedding niche is this really is my only experience in this industry. So I really do have to ask for feedback and yeah. depend on yeah. that feedback, you know, and get feedback from brides. Uh-huh. What else do you need? Why did you stop yourself from saying you were in the wedding industry? Yeah, I caught that myself. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. I can see the flicker. This is the problem with having the video on, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I, can, no, I, can I caught you catch that. yourself and you changed the wording and then you went, why did I change the wording? <laughs> I was curious. <laughs> Oh, your mindset in me, Val. Um, I I don't know, I guess, because I still feel like I'm so, Mm -hmm. I still feel like I'm so new. Yeah. But I'm so new to the industry, I think. Yeah. I know what I'm doing with podcasting, so I'm Mm -hmm. not new there, but to this industry, I feel like I am, which, like I said, is why I am completely open to opportunities and and I do want to hear from listeners, you know, what do yeah. they need? What are their struggles? I don't want to presume that everybody and their mother needs some kind of super duper planner. You know, I'm so old school. I write everything down still, I know. you know, now with apps and there's all these services out there where mm-hmm. you can set up your own wedding website and keep all your planning notes yeah. on an app on your phone. Like, okay, well, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I think that this is important to grab a hold of is because it was easier. I feel because this is such a new niche for you that you did go into that, but it's something that we all should be doing in our business is kind of looking at it newish as in, okay, well, what can I be doing differently? What does my audience want? You know, look at it as if you haven't been in the niche for a while, which is hard to do, of course, but but yeah, with some fresh eyes, try and figure out how to get some fresh eyes. And I know for me, sometimes that just happens because I'm working with somebody who's new to online. Mm-hmm. So that'll help me because I mean, for one, it makes me go back through all of my crap. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm talking about doing this. And then I look at mine that's been up for 10 years and go, oh, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> so we better wrap this up. I will definitely have you on again because I want to have a check-in later on about what's going on with the site and what you've learned for sure. But is there anything you want to leave listeners with? Just don't be afraid to go, go for something new. Yeah. You know, don't discount your product idea just because somebody else already has one. Yeah. Give it a shot. I mean, especially if it's, you know, something that doesn't require a lot of funding up front, just try it. You know, you'll learn lessons from it. Maybe it'll be a humongous hit. If it's not, okay, well, you tried. And then you won't sit back and think, oh, man, there's somebody else, you know, two weeks later with my idea, you know, and and being upset about that. So just just give it a try. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Got nothing to lose. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Christina, for being on here today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. All right. I'll see you guys next week. 
Thanks for listening to Valful Volume. I can't wait to talk with you again, and I'd love to bring you more information even quicker. So if you are ready to move past your crap and be less in your head, I'm ready to coach you. An excellent first step is joining us in the Boss Mindset Membership. You can find it at valselby.com slash join dash membership. That's valselby.com slash join dash membership. Now go out there and create the biz of your dreams.